I'm your host, Betty. Um, thanks for listening to the podcast today. Uh, we're talking about Men in Kilt's fifth episode, Culture and Tradition. I don't have nothing to add from the previous episode, uh, except for, I always say this, it's my favorite show to cover every week. Um, I learned so much, and um, I love the history of Scotland and Sam and Graham's friendship. I just, I just love it all. So, anyway, let's just dive into the episode. Um, the synopsis reads, Sam and Graham will roll their sleeves up and take part in some of the ancient rituals of craft, language, and storytelling that have spread Scottish culture. So, yeah, this episode, um, it starts out, uh, Sam and Graham, they're riding this motorcycle, and it has one of them passenger cars on it, <laughs> and they're, they're going down the, down the road, and it's, and, uh, the, uh, the motorcycle runs out of gas or something, it stops, and <laughs> that was so funny, and I, I think I also should point out that, uh, Graham is the one in the passenger car. Uh, car there and Sam is the driver but anyway it goes to the next scene so they're in Edinburgh and um they're they're walking down the street and uh they're talking about what a lovely uh place Edinburgh is and 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 um they're gonna you know they start talking about what this episode subject is which is like I said it's uh, uh tradition and culture and um they're going to go and uh get some suits from or or go and talk to one of the oldest uh tailors in Scotland um the Stuart Christie tailors in Scotland and this place was established in 1720 um and it's uh it's older than Culloden it's about 26 years older than Culloden that that's pretty impressive to me and of course you know sam teases graham about that being you know just a couple years older than you (laughs) but anyway he they go into the shop there and they're greeted by a woman uh her name is vixie ray and she is the creative director for uh uh, Stuart christie and they're talking about you know when they first go in sam uh she says that it feels like stepping back in time and you know uh graham and sam they both agree with her because the shop is uh over 300 years old so graham asks her you know what would it have been like to step into uh a Stuart christie in uh 17 uh 20 and she says that the actual original shop was on the royal mile across from saint giles cathedral and the guys they pick up these old uh wooden uh looking cylinder things and they are they are old yardsticks i actually my mom from my uh grandfather uh has we have an old yardstick but it looks nothing like this but you know she keeps things traditional and you know wants to keep things looking you know the way their shop originally looked so everything uh all the fabrics and everything is actually made in scotland um so because they try to support the local economy and so it you know if you go in there and buy a suit or buy something or or even a kilt you it, it, it is all 
original to Scotland. Like it is all authentic from Scotland. So that's pretty, that's pretty neat. And they actually, they make all of their clothing on the premises. So like, you know, you order something right now and, and they will have it made in a few days and you can come pick it up. Uh, it's, it, it's, it's so fascinating the way they do things. And Sam, you know, he points out that it is so different from, you know, you, you can go into a store nowadays and just buy anything off the rack. And it's so, it's made so fast and stuff. This place is actually, they try to slow things down and they try to, um, you know, do it the way, you know, people don't appreciate that anymore. We don't appreciate what it takes to make clothing anymore. And because it's already, you know, you can go into any fashion store and buy whatever you want off the rack and uh there's something beautiful about being able to buy something that was handmade just for you that would make me feel proud to wear that article of clothing to be honest and so sam and graham they both get uh suits you know tailor made to them and you know they put them on and everything they looked so handsome both of them looked so dashing and handsome you know that's another thing too we don't wear clothes like that anymore like you know guys we see guys walking around you know wearing their pants halfway down their knees you know their their pants are gonna fall off and you know it, it's just we don't appreciate a nice cut suit anymore i don't think and they looked but they looked so handsome and graham you know he noticed some scissors that were laying there on the table and they're actually the scissors were from the original shop so that was really cool and they still use all of them so on the next leg of their journey, they go and learn Gaelic. And um, and Sam, you know, on the voiceover, he's talking about how only 1% of the population knows knows Gaelic. And I thought that was, um, was very interesting. And, you know, because I think in the first of this episode, he was talking about how Gaelic was actually considered, you know, because a lot of these traditions and stuff died out, you know, when Culloden happened. And, you know, they couldn't wear their kilts anymore. They couldn't speak Gaelic anymore. They had to become like the English. And so a lot of those traditions and those things died out. And, you know, so Gaelic was one of those languages that um, I, I, I can't speak it. And I wouldn't even begin to try to speak it. But uh, it's a beautiful language. So they're sitting there and they're talking with the lady, you know, to, to, to learn how to speak uh, Gaelic. And poor Sam was, they were surrounded by midges. And that's an insect that uh, it's, it's probably uh, like our mosquito here in America. I, I'm not sure, but because I've never been to Scotland, but I'm pretty sure it's, it's, it's in that ballpark. But um, he, they were just attacking poor Sam. He even had to put some kind of a net thing over his head to keep them away. And so they talk with the woman for a little while and she, she teaches him some Gaelic and everything. But poor Sam, he just had to get out of there and he had to leave. And so the next leg of our journey, or the, their journey, <laughs> I wish I was with them. But anyway, they, they're in the, the, the camper van and they're talking. <laughs> and Sam uh, accuses Graham of... of <laughs> The midges were his uh, little midgey farm, and 
<laughs> and and Graham goes with it. You know, he says, yes, I enjoyed watching you slap your face. <laughs> so they're going down the way there and uh, Sam gets, uh, he doesn't know which way to turn because they're at a crossroads and um, uh, Graham tells him in Gaelic, you know, which way to go. But <laughs> Sam takes the wrong turn and so he has to back the, the camper van up and, and turn it the right way. The reason why I'm bringing this up to you is because I am kind of impressed with Sam's driving a little bit, but... Uh, at the same time, he also terrifies me, so... <laughs> but anyway, so after that, they're, um, they're talking about how they had the Gaelic in the Outlander, and uh, Sam, you know, he says that he learned all of his lines, but Graham actually had dummy boards, and he said, I had dummy boards for one scene because I it was a six-page speech that he had to do, and I remember this scene. It was the scene where, you know, he's... Uh, him and Jamie, I mean, he's talking to the people about trying to raise funds for the Jacobite cause, and uh, he exposes Jamie's back to the people. But anyway, he had to have dummy boards for this one scene because it was so much, and he had to uh, wear, he couldn't, he couldn't wear his glasses, you know, Graham, uh, Graham wears glasses, but Dougal doesn't, so they had to make the boards really, really large so that he could see. And, you know, listening to that, I mean, they, they were making jokes of it. But, you know, when he, when he was talking about that, um, that scene, knowing that, that he had to have, you know, the dummy boards and everything, that, during that scene, um, he did so fantastic in that scene as, you know, as Dougal. He never broke character. He, he, he always stayed in it. And you would have never guessed that he was having to read this speech off of dummy boards or, or cards. Um, I, I would have never guessed. So, you know, that's what I love about the show. You're, we're learning not only about Scotland and about things, but we're also kind of learning about uh, the way they filmed Outlander. So... I think that's really cool because like the last episode they talked about the uh, stones and stuff like I said I didn't know that there was an actual real physical place you know I knew you know yes I know about all the stones scattered around Scotland and stuff but um, I, you know I covered this in the last episode so I'm not gonna really get into it much here but I you know like I said I had no idea that there was a real physical place so anyway they they go the next place that they go they go and talk to a woman that uh is a specializes in herbs and stuff she actually counseled Claire on um the different herbs or well I should say Kate uh she counseled the show Outlander uh, on what kind of herbs to use for medicinal purposes and all of this I got a little ahead of myself, though, because um, in before they go and talk to that woman, um, Sam starts quoting this poem in Gaelic, and, uh, you know, some of it was in English, some of it was in Gaelic. I am not, you know, like last episode, I tried to do the Shakespeare thing with that Graham did. I'm not going to do that with Sam's, uh-uh, mm-mm. <laughs> but he, he does it way better than me, so y'all want to hear that, uh, go watch the episode. But anyway, so they're talking to this lady. Um, her name is actually Claire Marcello, which I thought was pretty interesting. You know, uh, Claire, 
you know, her, her, her being uh, expert in herbs and, you know, and our Claire in the show, you know, <laughs> that was pretty neat. And she's telling them that a lot of the uh, uh, medicines, uh, bef you know, before uh, the 20th century were all herb-based or plant-based. And even, even after the uh, invention of antibiotics and uh, penicillin, they still used uh, plants. And also, you know, she also points out that a lot of the, our modern medicines are plant-based. So that, that was really cool. And, you know, Sam even brought up that garlic is used or was used. Uh, she, she said that they used it on gangrene and, and in battles and stuff, uh, because it's so strong, you know, it's a strong plant. And she shows them a herb called St. John's wort. And it's actually one of the herbs that they used uh, in the first episodes on Jamie. It helps with uh, nerve pain and uh, it helps to stop bleeding. So that was pretty cool. And Sam asks her if she would probably be a witch back if she went back in time. And um, she, she said that she doesn't know. She probably wouldn't want to go back through the stones because she might not survive. And um, anyway, he, he points to some lavender and we, we don't want to talk about that. We don't want to talk about that. But anyway, uh, and then um, he asks her what would help with balding because um, Graham, you know. He's so mean, but anyway, and um, she says that an onion would help would help uh, balding. It helps stimulate hair growth. So that was pretty cool to learn about. I did not know that. And then he asks her if she has anything that could ward off midges, and uh, she she points to a herb that uh, is called bog myrtle. And you know what? If I remember right, they named their camper van bog myrtle. But anyway, Sam puts it in his hair, and he looks so cute. <laughs> and they start, but anyway, they start uh, gathering up uh, herbs and stuff. And uh, and Sam's standing there, and he 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 has an onion in his hand, and he's 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 teasing Graham that he's gonna rub it on his head. <laughs> so the next leg of their journey, they're going to go and talk with some basket weavers, and uh, Graham points out that his great-great-grandfather was a basket weaver and, uh, and and Sam also has an uncle that's a basket weaver and his uncle made the sculptures or the the, the uh, wicker uh, the the cross and the and the stag that's in Outlander that they set on fire so I thought that was really cool to learn about but I I feel like I had heard that before but uh, yeah but for people who may not have known that they you learned something so that was really cool so they sit down with these ladies and they're talking about how the baskets were some of the first vessels probably um they also talk about how baskets came first before pottery because they you know they they have evidence of uh, old pottery uh, having the imprints of baskets on them so they would use the uh, baskets to fire the you know to to put the pottery in and then fire the clay to so that was pretty neat um and you know the woman sitting there she says that uh she believes it's just you know we don't really know much about baskets you know the history of baskets but she thinks that women were probably the first people to uh come up with baskets because um you know they had to carry the berries and they had to do things you know so, you know, they were probably the first people 
or women were the first ones to probably fashion baskets so that was pretty cool um and also uh they they are sitting there and they're going to weave some baskets and they're using willow that was actually grown in scotland and um and baskets were probably also you or was she, she demonstrates actually that baskets were used as colanders uh during meal times you know for to drain water out of the potatoes and out of the things so that was pretty neat i actually didn't know that or I didn't think about it, that uh, baskets probably had a lot of uses back then. So that's pretty cool. And I would love, love to have a real um, homemade basket from Scotland. I think that would be really cool because some of the earliest baskets come from Scotland. Uh, that's I'm, I'm going to read some trivia for y'all in a little bit, but uh, yeah. So Sam and Graham, they, they, they try the basket weaving and... <laughs> And uh, the woman that's uh, helping Graham uh, tells him that he's doing a really good job. And uh, so, of course, Sam and Graham are going to turn it into a competition. But anyway, anyway, on the next leg of their journey, they go to the Isle of Skye where there are a lot of sheep. And Sam points out that there's actually more sheep than people in Scotland. I had no idea. That is really cool. So they're going and uh, they're learning how to become uh, crofters or they're going to try to be sheep herders, basically. And he asks this man, uh, you know, how long has he been crofting or, you know, how, how, how old is his family has been doing it for over a hundred years. The man, he also explains that crofting is a step down from farming. You know, it's not as, it's not as big as, as, as being a farmer, but it's not, but it's still, it's still a big job. So this family, this, this man, and he, I think he's got his two sons there. Um, they start herding in the sheep, uh, demonstrating. And so they go around and, 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 and they bring them in and, you know, with the sheepdogs. And these sheepdogs are really cool too because all you have to do is tell them a command and they'll do what, what you tell them to. And, uh, you know, give a whistle and they know which way to go and stuff. So they herd these sheep in and uh, Sam and Graham are watching this and they're fascinated by it, like, you know. And uh, they decide that they want to give it a go. And so they go and try and, you know, they're not doing so great. And Sam falls right here. And, um, you know, he, I'm in the same age as him. And um, he, he falls and he gets right back up. This is how in shape this dude is because if it were me, I'd be out for the rest of the week, man, because, <laughs> yeah, I feel so old. But anyway, but yeah, they, they do terribly, but, uh, the guys that are, that are with them, they, they, they kind of help them, but, and, 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 and Sam and Graham take the, the credit for doing it, but, uh, yeah, anyways, so they, um, they, they, they get some shears, and they've been using these shears. They've been doing this this way for hundreds of years. They don't use the electrical clippers that, that they use. Uh, you know, so, so, some farms do, you know, sheep farms use clippers and stuff now, you know, modern technology. But this, this actual uh, person, he actually uses shears on his sheep, you know, that they, they date back all the way to hundreds of years. Um, so it was really cool to watch him shear the sheep in this way. So 
And then Graham, you know, he asks him, you know, it doesn't hurt the sheep. They don't feel any discomfort uh, when you're doing this process. And uh, one of the young men points out that it would probably do more harm to leave it on them. You have to shear a sheep or, uh, you know, it, it's, 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 it'd be cruel to leave that on them. And then that's the end of the episode. Uh, they're sitting there and they're talking about the, you know, what what they went through during the day. And um, and Sam compliments Graham because he looked really nice in those suits and uh, the color really suited him. And that he was really good at the basket weaving, you know. And then Graham is just like, you're just so full of it today, aren't you? <laughs> and he's like, what do you have planned? And he's like, I have some things planned. So who knows what will happen on the next episode. <laughs> so anyway, that's going to wrap up this discussion. Y'all stay tuned for trivia. So, like I said in the episode, I have some basket history uh, uh, for y'all on the trivia. I got this information from Hens and Handbags. Um, it says, some sky basket history. This design of basket appears to have been used for many centuries. There is some evidence that it originated in Scotland. Scott immigrants took the design to the Appalachian Mountains of Virginia... Um, adapting it to the locally available split wood. Some claim that it was originally a Viking design brought to Scotland. However, in Scandinavia, these baskets are, afford are referred to as Scotch baskets, which suggests the influence went the other way. So, yeah, that was that's pretty interesting. Um, Y'all stay tuned for show notes. show note that I have for y'all tonight um and also by the way I get these off of mental floss if y'all don't remember it says Men in Kilts was filmed in between the UK's lockdown McTavish confirmed that Men in Kilts was one of the first productions to get up and running under the new COVID-19 filming protocols as the Los Angeles Times reported there was this window in between lockdowns in the UK and we just fell deeply into it McTavish says really not by design because we definitely had phone calls early earlier in the year where we were going well are we going to be able to do this but they did we went all over Scotland in our camper and with the crew and everything and we got to meet all these guests and if we'd done it two months later it wouldn't have been possible so that's pretty cool. Uh, I'm so glad that they were able to do what they needed to do to get this show out because it has been really nice to watch during, you know, during this time. So that's all the show notes I have. That's all the news. Um, oh, no, no, I actually have some more news. Um, uh, for you UK watchers or for, for, for you UK fans, it's coming to y'all 
on May 9th. So y'all have something to look forward to. This was a great show. Um, I haven't watched all of it yet. I'm still, I'm, I'm where we are. Um, I, I, I don't watch forward. You know, I, if I watch as I podcast. So, um, yeah, I still have, uh, what, four episodes left. So that's, that's, that's going to be fun to watch. So that's all the news I have. That's all the, everything that's going to wrap up this episode. Um, links will be in the description for anybody who wants to get in touch with me. Uh, so y'all keep having fun. Cheer the horse, I mean, it's not a horse.